Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Natchpreneur Movement. Today, I am super excited to have back on the podcast an amazing practitioner who has an extraordinary practice, helps thousands and thousands of um, clients in her local area and across Australia. And it's also an incredible uh, mentor, speaker, and absolute contributor to the naturopathic profession here in Australia and New Zealand. Hey, Carla Wren. Hello. Nice to chat to you again, lovely. You too, as always. I am excited to talk to you today about uh, one of the things that I think is um, something that we don't actually get taught a lot about, that we don't talk about a lot. And I think it's a, it's a bit of a game changer when you cotton on to it uh, to create flow in your practice. And we're going to talk about systems. Excellent. Yeah. I love systems. I love systems too. Was there ever a point in your practice that you didn't have systems? Yeah, definitely. I think like everyone, when I first came out from college, I've been graduated about 18 or 19 years now. Um, you just kind of go and replicate what you were told to do at college. And that works for a while. But I find um, certainly for myself, as the cases became more and more complex, which inevitably I think they do as you practice for longer, um, and, and also with the state of chronic disease in Australia, I felt like I didn't have the capabilities to properly get to the bottom of my patients' uh, real causes and drivers for their illness. And that was when I started to think about, well, what more can I get to get those systems in place? So I can really present to the patient um, and myself um, through their story what's going on for them. Yeah, I remember coming out and uh, I had a head full of facts, figures and knowledge, but ha having to sit in front of somebody who's telling you their life story and not knowing which bit's important, all this polypharmacy and a whole bunch of other stuff, and then you're supposed to fit it into a 60-minute consult and it blows out to nearly two hours in the beginning and you're not quite sure what to look at. Uh, one of the biggest things that um, changed the way I practice is having a flow and having a system of proper clinical questioning so that there wasn't gaps in what I was um, what I was receiving from the from the client and so that I could really put in a, a, a bit of work that was really specific to what they were actually um, having a problem with right there and then rather than prioritizing something else. For sure. And I think sometimes when they come, we feel, oh my goodness, I've got so much to get through um, in that initial consultation. And like you said, it can blow out in time. But I also think the flip side of that is that's really depleting and exhausting for patients who usually, you know, aren't coming to us on their best days to have to dredge up all that stuff. So if we have a system that kind of fine tunes the direction we need to take the consultation, I think it can be less overwhelming and exhausting for both parties. Yeah, totally. So I am an absolute lover of your system, which is Vita Mosaic. But for those people who have never been exposed to um, Vita Mosaic, what uh, what is like a, a an overarching kind of um, uh, yeah overview of what what it's all about? 
Yeah, sure. So essentially during this time as my course, uh, my, my clinic was developing and the type of patients I was seeing um, grew, I realized that I had these gaps and I looked at other practitioners uh, overseas that were doing things that I was interested in, um, who were treating the kind of cases I was getting. And through that, I found the Institute of Functional Medicine, which got me engaged in working in the area of functional medicine through some of the training that I did. And when I came back to Australia, um, I incorporated what I'd learned there with how I was consulting in Australia uh, and, you know, made this system that worked for me to better address complex cases so that I didn't feel as overwhelmed by them and so that I didn't miss things and so that I had a really great way of representing to the patient the things that are in our head as practitioners. You know, we know that what happened to them um, in utero with their mum or in their first few years of life or even in their childhood or perhaps traumas later on that could have happened 10 years before they got this complaint could all have something to do with their presenting complaint. So I think Vita Mosaic gives them a really graphical, it's very visual tools to understand naturopathic um, or nutritional medicine, herbal medicine, whatever your modality is and how uh, functional medicine can play into that so that the patient and the practitioner um, get a better outcome throughout the initial consultations and then also the subsequent consultations. I love that. And I'm super excited that you're coming to Natix to give us a bit of a deeper dive and a workshop on the VIP day as well. But for those people who haven't um, experienced it yet, if, if we were just going to go top level with the, the flow of what um, a, a, a complex consultation would look like, I know that it begins with clinical questioning what goes, what goes after that, after the clinical questioning side of things? You just alluded to the, um, the timeline and we've actually uh, had an interview about this and you can check it out on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, if you just Google my name and Carla's name, you can check out our last in, um, interview on how to use timelines to really gauge what's going on and, and what is happening in a complex case and how it's actually evolved over time. But you've got clinical questioning uh, and, and quizzes and other bits and pieces that we can utilize as practitioners. Then you've got timelines. What else comes with, with that? Yeah, so the timeline um, is uh, followed by the section that is called the Mosaic Spectrum, which is basically a, um, a graphical tool that enables us to work out what areas of the body to prioritise. They're loosely systems, but some of those systems in the terminology that I use include in things like energy, uh, inflammation. So it's not the classic symptom systems that you would think of, like the gastrointestinal system. And we break the case apart um, using this Mosaic Spectrum. And then we look at um, the clinical guide, which is a resource that I've developed over my career, but also with the help of all the um, 250 or so um, Vita Mosaic graduates who have all had an input on that now. And it means that we have ways of assessing the patient using a number of different assessment tools um, from things like physical examination through to um, generalised questionnaires, condition-specific questionnaires. You can use them to assess the patient, also track the patient. And then looking at things like standard or pathology or in-clinic testing, functional pathology, um, so that you've got a really good idea of what you think is the causes, but also um, the nailed down, drilled down version of how we can substantiate that for the patient and your records um, to monitor where they are now and where they're going to as you do your treatment. Awesome. And one of my favourite uh, gold nuggets that uh, I always employed in my practice. And it was one of the reasons I had so many clients coming back. And I know so many of our listeners have a little bit of a, a hiccup when it comes to getting 
their clients to come back in is actually tracking client results, um, not only pathology results. And I, I, you know, I have a thing for pathology given that I had a decade in pathology before I became a naturopath, but uh, having baseline pathology and then being able to track it shows somebody like with real data what's happening, but also in um, the Vide Mosaic model, uh, checking in with symptomology and um, tracking what's happening for them, for instance, in the energy, in their fatigue, in whatever their presenting complaint was, so that they get to actually be looking forward to coming back and seeing you and checking in with you to see how those things are, are going along with, da- with real data. Mm, yeah, I think the data makes a huge difference. And, you know, I definitely think the blood tests um, play a big part of that in my practice as well. Um, but having any kind of assessment questionnaires, I really love the DAS21, which anyone can download and use. Um, you know, when a patient first comes in and talks about having anxiety and depression, you know, I had one today, um, you, you really want to measure where they're at because every patient has a different variation of that. And I think not only does it help to target treatment, but it helps to treat the cause um, and also monitor that they are progressing because particularly in groups of patients who have chronic disease, I find their ability to assess how they're improving um, is sometimes a bit warped and they feel like they're they're improving slower than they expect and they might even come into your consult room and say I don't feel any better and then if you've got some things that you can refer back to you know a typical one I will use in every consultation is um, energy sleep uh, and mood and a bit of a measure you know it's just a simple if you know energy is at one is at the lowest and 10 is the highest where do you feel today and they may have said to you last time they feel three out of ten and this time they feel eight out of ten but they haven't equated that to what you've done for them because maybe their presenting complaint is something different so i think any tools you can use to track give better outcomes because they leave when you've shown that data to them with a feeling of, oh my god i got so much out of the treatment she's given where they just walk walked in the door thinking nothing's changed and i also think it highlights Um, particularly when we use the mosaic spectrum how treatment where they may think they're just receiving something for inflammation or something for energy or something for gut can have an impact on a whole lot of other areas of the system Um, and they can start to see how we don't have to make uh, heaps of changes or take heaps of supplements to start to see the whole body improve not just the thing they came in for initially yeah absolutely i remember a client coming in and uh, she'd had migraines for an entire life. Like she, uh, headaches were her way of life, uh, but she'd come in for uh, her immune system. And so we were working on, uh, you know, whole body inflammatory conditions, a whole bunch of other stuff. And when she came back in, the only way that she even remembered she had headaches, even though she'd had them her entire life, was because we were tracking them out of 10 and she came back in and she was persistent on this this recurrent cold that had come up, but she hadn't experienced a, a, a headache for over six weeks. It's um, Totally. We actually have a celebration within our practice. Um, we've got seven naturopaths here now where we celebrate together those wins because we often joke about, you know, I had a gentleman who had prostatitis and he had been up going to the toilet 13 times a night. And when I asked him about it after about a month of treatment, it was like as if he'd never had the problem. And I'm so excited because he's now sleeping through the night or, you know, getting up once or twice. 
he's not at all excited that he's 13 weeks. It's almost like he expected that to happen. But that is such a big change. We know how much it takes in the body to get those kind of changes to happen. So we actually celebrate them amongst the practitioners because sometimes we feel like the patient just doesn't appreciate how amazing that he is yeah. um, because they've forgotten about the suffering that they had. But, yeah, like you said with the migraines, their whole life yeah. is gone. They forget yeah. that once it's better. And I, and I love celebrations as a system within practice as well. I, I think celebration and acknowledgement is a completely underrated thing and it pushes many a practitioner into burnout or into the uh, go-getter mode of um, doing, being more and feeling behind. Uh, but it, it, when you actually stop to acknowledge and celebrate, though, even the smallest of things, it, it just really... Um, perpetuates you showing up even better for, for yourself and your clients, I think. For sure. We do that at every staff meeting um, that we have. And we don't have heaps of staff meetings. It's not, you know, a weekly thing or a monthly thing. It's when it's appropriate, we'll have one. Um, we communicate other ways throughout the month, of course. But um, when we do the, the opening question, I always ask, um, or whoever's running the meeting always asks, is what is your greatest win um, for the recent period? Um, and that win might not even be related to work because I think sometimes we have to think of ourselves not just as a practitioner but also the person that's getting to work um, and sometimes that needs to be celebrated in itself um, but yeah we always start and sometimes it's the smallest things you know um, sometimes it's huge huge amazing things like getting rid of someone's uh, my, you know lifelong migraines but I, do, I definitely think talking about that and celebrating that just changes the way um, we, we feel about ourselves on the days when things aren't necessarily going as we expect that they would. I couldn't agree more. So the other thing that uh, I, I wanted to talk to you about, this is a great um, headway into it, is that uh, at NatX, our theme for the 2020 is love your work, love your life and love yourself. Because like you were just explaining, the person that shows up to work <laughs> has an entire whole self that shows up to work, not just the practitioner that's, um, you know, one-armed and one-sided. Uh, so I know that you love so many aspects about your work, including your staff, including your um, your practice, the way that uh, you you have such an amazing dispensary. I saw some amazing uh, Instagram pictures of a recent trip you took over to Europe and your um, inspirations for your apothecary. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about on the on the self-care side of things? I've been asking many a, a practitioner that I've been uh, that has been on the podcast, how do we look after ourselves as prax and have you ever experienced burnout and what did you do to get out of it? Mm, I haven't ever experienced burnout, although I think uh, actually I haven't ever experienced burnout through work. I definitely experienced uh, some uh, severe level of burnout with a, a three-month-old baby and I don't ever want to go back there so I think for me um, work became an escape from the challenges that I faced as a mum of two children mm. so for me for a while work was actually the self-care but then as my practice grew and as things kind of evolved obviously there is a certain amount of responsibility with having the, the dispensary and um, all of that entails and the kinds of cases that I take on and so one of the biggest things that I've learned and it's actually not that recently sorry not that long ago that I learned these things more recently is that um, you know I have to take a big step back and uh, 
rationalize how important the things that I'm worried about and stressing about are really in the scheme of things. Um, I remember a quote from Nat X this year um, that your Murray said, which really struck me. And it was um, that he had said to you, every minute you're with your patients, running late, staying back, helping them is less time with your family and the loved ones at home. And that really, um, you know, got me in the nasty kind of place where you don't want to talk about the icky feelings. You know, I do prioritize my work over things. Um, well, I have prioritized my work over a lot of things. Um, I'm really lucky to have a super supportive husband. So don't worry, my children aren't neglected. But, um, you know, making sure that you flip that around. And I've really learned this year, um, especially that doing less um, actually gives me a lot more in the business, um, both, uh, you know, on a mental, emotional level, on a work level, on a patient, uh, you know, number level, and also on a financial level. So you mentioned my trip, you know, that was a huge goal for myself um, to be able to surprise my husband with a European holiday for his 40th birthday. And, um, you know, by doing that, I've actually felt like the business um, has grown. And I think that's because, you know, the energy has shifted a little bit. And um, yeah, I think this, the universe, funny things happen. So um, self-care is evolving for me, essentially. Um, but travel for me is a massive one. Going overseas is a huge reality check uh, for me. And I immediately come back in a completely different headspace, able to see the things that I'm stressed about that actually aren't worth stressing about and what I should put more energy in to get better outcomes. Well, I can definitely attest to that, <laughs> given that uh, there's a reason that I take um, groups of people overseas, groups of our prackies overseas to really take them out of their environment, to get out of that headspace and, and really clear up opportunities and, and see other creative possibilities coming through. Uh, but I really, if, if you didn't just catch that gold nugget of doing less is actually me giving more, that was amazing and it, it's one of those ones that hits you in the feels as well. Mm. If, you've, if you've ever got to that stage of your business where you are just doing all of the things and you feel like you're not getting anywhere, often the case is doing less in your business, either by delegating, creating systems to automate, delegate or eliminate. It creates more, more of you shows up, more possibilities show up more for your clients, more energy, more for your, your staff. It's, it really is uh, one of those things that needs to be li a lived-through experience to get it. And then once you've got it, it, you can't unsee it. You can't undo that feeling of, oh, I can pair back. And uh, a lot like pulling back an arrow uh, to, to shoot forward even further, you've got to really slowly pull it back and then release it, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, it is a it is a funny mindset, and you know, there's a, a a friend I have. She's in the restaurant trade, so completely different, but obviously business owner with same kind of challenges on some levels. And she wrote a blog recently, which is one of those ones that kind of hits you in the same spot. And it's it was about you know she had multiple uh, restaurants, and you know the dream and success for uh, restaurateurs is that idea of multiple venues. And she really wrote this um, thought provoking post about the fact that. You know, perhaps we need to think of success as when all your um, ducks are in a row 
grow and the business that you have is um, running as best as it can, you know, just at that humming along at that perfect level. And for me, um, with all the systems in place and all the box t boxes tick, and that was a real goal shift for me because, you know, I certainly thought like, let's multiply and let's have more dispensaries and more this and more that. And I think, you know, it may not be about more businesses or more practices for you. It may be about more patients, but I think always reflecting and looking back at the patients that you do have and how you can better serve them um, rather than rushing forward. I need more patients. I need more, you know, I think more is sometimes seen as success and perhaps, you know, we can flip that around and think about it as a different way that might serve as well um, to look after ourselves too. Mm, I agree that um, that hitting the more on that really shallow angle versus creating systems and processes to hit on a really deep connection. Uh, I, I have seen that personally in my practice that, and that was the driving force behind so many people that were helped in such a deep way and such a transformative way. And um, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Excellent. So... We are going to see you at NADEX 2020 on uh, the VIP day, which is um, sponsored by MediHerb. And uh, we've got all these amazing workshops. We can't wait to hear your insights uh, when it comes to uh, some of a deeper dive into the into these uh, systems to make sure that we are helping on that deep level and that deep transformative level for our clients. And uh, I can't wait to see you in the ball pit. <laughs> oh my god! I know I'm so excited about so many things. Um, I just feel like I've been stalking the pages and looking at all the um, other amazing speakers as well. So um, yeah, I'm very excited to be there at the VIP day. Um, and yeah, of course, to just get the whole vibe because last time was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, so uh, if you got something out of this, I surely did. Thank you so much, Carla, for sharing your nuggets of wisdom. Thank uh, you. And if you're a Pracky who got something out of this and you uh, feel like you know somebody else who would probably get something out of this, don't hesitate sh to share this episode or hit subscribe. And if you haven't already, go and check out at uh, nadex on termaguest.com and you will see carla and 27 other speakers lined up ready to share their wisdom at nadex 2020 and we'll see you there thanks again carla thank you so much